The Minnesota Vikings have brought joy and misery to the Vikings fans for many years. At the Skull Purple Podcast, we just want to see the Vikings party with the Lombardi. Join us for analysis, interviews, laughs, and much more. It's the podcast by Vikings fans for Vikings fans. The Skull Purple Podcast starts now. Here's your host, Carson Schubert. Welcome back into the Skull Purple Podcast on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple. Glad to be with you. Another off-season edition of the show. It's been a little bit of time since we've last chatted, and partly to do with the lack of things going on in the Vikings off-season right now, kind of in that dead lull period between free agency and the draft. And we do have a few things to talk about, though. Tony and Carson here, uh, a.k.a. Shuby and a.k.a. Steggy and a.k.a. still upset about the Giants game. What's going on, Tony? Oh, not a whole lot. Warming up here in Minnesota, so, you know, can't complain too much. Getting the golf clubs ready. As anybody who's listened to the show knows, I am excited for golf season. Um, But what I'm even more excited about than golf season is draft season. So, uh, I think everybody and their mom at this point has probably done a mock draft. Uh, you know, are we trading up? Are we trading back? Are we standing pat? Are we taking Anthony Richardson at number nine? I don't know. But we are going to know in the next couple weeks. So uh, my suggestion to all of you who are listening out there, whether that be on uh, Apple, Spotify, or on YouTube, watching our beautiful faces, um, is to stay tuned because we are definitely going to be bringing you some in-depth coverage of the draft, um, around the draft, and maybe even some offerings on draft night. So really excited, Carson. Also want to shout out our last episode we did with Arif Hassan of Pro Football Network. Make sure to go back and check that out. It was a fun time talking with Arif, getting his thoughts on the offseason. Tony and I were able to get his thoughts. And, of course, uh, Arif and I reminiscing of our days at Norse Code together when I was an intern there for a brief amount of time, even though we really didn't talk too much about that. We mainly discussed at the beginning of the show, Totino's party pizza. So uh, always, always a party when Totino's is involved. Future sponsor of the show. There you go. That's right. My question is, Carson, (laughs) what is the crust on Totino's? Because I don't, is it like a croissant crust? What is that? It's I, I don't know. I've never been I able to describe know. what that whatever crust it is, is, Tony. Whatever it is, Tony, it is cheap enough to be under two dollars per pizza. That's all I can tell you. Or at least it used to be. I don't know if it uh, still is. I haven't actually had one in a while, but whatever it is, back it in may my or college may not days. be food. It may or may not yep. be food. We don't know. But it's still edible, apparently. So there you go. <laughs> uh, a reef, a reef is still a consumer. So there you got it. Um, well, uh, Tony, let's go ahead and dive into uh, some off-season stuff. Also, before we do that, uh, want to mention we are going to be doing a rebranding. So we will be having a new logo and new look drop on. Monday, April 10th. So be ready for that. We'll be dropping that. Already gave uh, gave those of you on our community page 
community tab and on social media. A little teaser. So looking forward to it. So anyways, uh, we'll, uh, we'll shout out our man, uh, on Monday when we, uh, when we reveal the, uh, the new look. So, uh, be ready for that. And, uh, Tony, I know, I know you're pretty excited about the, the new look and the new, the new branding. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I think it, it, it looks great. Uh, I'm not trying to give anything away, but I think everybody's going to like it. I think that looks pretty slick. And, uh, you know, I mean, I could see maybe in the future, maybe putting some of this new branding on maybe a a hat or maybe a Mm. T-shirt, you know, something something like that. Yeah, you know, a sweatshirt. Yeah, Mm. maybe maybe a decal. yeah uh maybe some boxer shorts let's just say there will be an (laughs) unmasking that takes place on monday that's that's probably the best way to put it so that's right and you'll know what i mean by looking at the at the community tab and then just so you know it's it won't be the cut type of unmasking on scooby-doo where one of us becomes a villain in the end it's not like that (laughs) that's right that's right Unless you uh, think of Vikings as villains, but uh, not for us. I mean, not for us. There's a case to be made. <laughs> well, back in the day, uh, I'll tell you a story. Uh, no. uh, glad you're with us, everybody. Let's go ahead and get into it before we lose the audience completely. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Mike Florio's comments on Kirk Cousins. Going to the 49ers, uh, he basically stated on PFT this week that Kirk Cousins going to the 49ers was discussed at the NFL owners meetings, and there's rule changes that have been going on, and or at least discussed. And so, uh, Tony, uh, we've heard this rumor for a while, but this is kind of maybe the first time where it's actually been like, oh, Credible people are talking about this idea. It's not just a rumor anymore. Uh, it seems like it might have actually been a discussion piece at NFL meetings. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I it's hard to tell with these types of things because I think you get into a situation where, you know, the media right now really is pulling at straws. They want stories to tell because the news cycle is pretty dry (laughs) this time of year unless you're talking about you know potential trades or uh things that really pertain to the draft there just isn't as much news because most teams right now are in a more wait and see period um when it comes to the draft uh they're going to want to see who they're going to potentially take um what kind of moves that could potentially happen on draft day so i just think that uh some of this, I don't want to say it's manufactured because that would obviously be kind of weird. Uh, that would be not very nice to say that they're manufacturing news, not that they've ever been known to do that before. Uh, but uh, it also could be a situation where it's just kind of maybe we're dramatizing the truth a little bit more than you know, what it, what it might sound like, you know, there may have been talks, but it's kind of like, 
you know, whenever there's a, a high marquee player that that teams know is on the, the trading block or could potentially be traded, like almost every team is going to kick the tires. It doesn't mean that they're actually close to pulling the trigger or that there's any sort of actual movement that way. So I, I don't know. To me, it feels like there's just it just doesn't seem like there's that much smoke with this one. But I, you know, I don't doubt that this is something that wasn't was or that wasn't discussed. I, I'm I, I'm we know that Shanahan likes cousins, and uh I'm sure there was some at least some dialogue, you know, about what it could take. And ultimately, I'm sure the Vikings would want more than what San Francisco would want to pay and um, you know, and then they probably just said, well, we'll pass on that because you guys won't take uh one third rounder for Kirk Cousins or something like that. You know, <laughs> you know, that that probably was uh because at the end of the day, yeah, San Francisco would love that deal, right? That's right. Absolutely they would. Absolutely. Yeah, I Tony, I just I not that I don't buy it, I just don't think there's much to it. Um, I don't think that means anything. I don't, honestly, I would be, I was telling one of my coworkers, I would be really surprised if Kirk Cousins gets traded away. Um, I, not to say it couldn't happen because I do think the Vikings go, go out of an approach that, you know, if something crazy comes up and they could trade up for the number three overall pick and Bryce Young is there. Maybe you do decide to part ways with Cousins, not that the Cardinals would want Kirk Cousins, but, you know, something along those lines, you know, maybe even the Ravens, you know, you have to trade, you have to trade Cousins to the Ravens to trade up or something like that. I don't know, just different things like that. Maybe something comes up, crazy things have happened, crazier things have happened, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's a whole lot here. Yeah. Yep, don't disagree. Well, well, let's uh, let's move on then. I I don't think there's much more to be said on that. Um, but there is another report. Speaking of reports, we've got a lot of reports to talk about. Uh, nothing that's due tomorrow, though. Don't worry, Tony. Um, so <laughs> good. Di- <laughs> I didn't do David the homework. Montgomery. I didn't. Oh. You didn't do the homework. Well, no. good. Uh, Vikings were so supposedly in the mix for David Montgomery and his services. I think that was maybe before, um, obviously probably before Alexander Madison resigned and maybe even before the Vikings knew about Dalvin cook and his surgery, which we'll talk about that as well here. But, um, I'm a little surprised by this, Tony, and I think maybe the Vikings got out of it when bidding got to a certain point. But um, I'm a little surprised that the Vikings would take an approach of trying to buy a running back. I uh, I didn't quite see that. Uh, I didn't have that on my bingo card, if you will. Yeah, I. this is another one where it just feels like the Vikings probably kicked the tires on it. Now, does that mean they had legitimate interest, you know, where they really thought, well, we could bring this guy in or did they think, well, you know, if we can get him in at some cheap price, why wouldn't we? 
And I think that probably was what it, you know what it really boiled down to be is they probably looked at David Montgomery and went, well, we don't really need David Montgomery, but boy, if we could get him for a steal, certainly that could make things a little different. Maybe they still sign Madison. And uh, if they can get Montgomery for a really cheap price, then letting go of Dalvin seems even easier. Um, you know, maybe they look at, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Montgomery and they don't re-sign Madison at all. Right. Um, so I'm sure again, this just feels to me like another one of those reports about the Vikings kicking the tires on a player. Um, and then ultimately it didn't make any sense. So that's why it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of, you know, it, it might've honestly just been a phone call to say, Hey, what's, uh, what's uh, Dave going to be going for? Because it was a pretty watered down free agent running back market. But not only that, Tony, look at what Alexander Madison brought home for his bank account. Not much like two years, less than $8 million total, not per year total. Um, he, uh, he didn't make much money from the Vikings, but it didn't sound like there was much out there for him. And again, I think we're getting closer and closer, uh, to a day and age where teams really are not going to be valuing running backs in free agency. Yeah. Agreed. And maybe that day's here already. Yeah, I mean, you look at a guy like Saquon Barkley who's playing on the pay, playing on the tag, and you're talking about a guy making ten million, ten something like that. So it just goes yep. to show where the market is right now. You know, and the pendulum always swings. So the fact of the matter is, is that give it another four or five years, and uh, you know we might be swinging the other way because all it takes is a slew of busts at a really expensive position to reset the market. Cause you know, you think about it, it's like you were always talking about resetting the market on the upside, but what always resets the market going the downside is when you have a bunch of people signing really high contracts that fail to ever meet that potential. And then teams start getting scared. They start scaling back. And then again, it's like the pendulum swings back the other direction. So that's, you know, I keep talking about with the Vikings, what kill what's going to kill the Vikings in uh, with the Jefferson extension was Christian Kirk uh, going and signing his massive deal and then actually playing really well. Because I think for most of us fans, we thought that's way too much money to pay Christian Kirk, which at the time it made sense that that was a, the general consensus. And then he played really well. So because he earned that overpriced contract, now it seems like, oh, we need to, you know, push it even more so where we're, you know, potentially <laughs> shelling out more money and you keep raising the floor and ceiling for these uh, these wide receivers. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, it'll take some time. There'll be some wide receivers that bust out. There'll be some quarterbacks that inevitably bust out. We've already seen it with Deshaun Watson um, and, and Cleveland regretting that contract pretty quickly. And if we see another one with Lamar, that's where you might see, I don't want to say the quarterback market crash. You're just going to, you're going to see those numbers start to not go up as drastically as they've been going up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see that running back market uh, continue to potentially go down the wayside and teams start to look more and more to UDFAs and the draft just in general for the running back position. So uh, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on some of that. Um, speaking of running backs, Dalvin Cook, according to what Tom Pelissero and I believe Ian Rappaport tweeted out, that um, Dalvin Cook is making excellent progress on his rehab from surgery. And boy, oh boy, is this not a report that was made because somebody's trying to raise their stock a little bit. Um, maybe it's the Vikings trying to raise his stock. Maybe it's Dalvin Cook trying to raise his stock. Maybe he's just seeing the writing on the wall potentially here for the Vikings because uh, it's seeming more and more, Tony. Because here's the thing. The Vikings still have cap room they have to make. They still have cap space they have to make, and Dalvin Cook makes sense. Zadarius Smith also still in the uh, – in the uh, talking uh, points this offseason of what are you going to do with him? He doesn't want to play here, apparently, or at least uh, said goodbye to Minnesota in a tweet. So Dalvin Cook making excellent progress to go play for another team, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. I mean, I, I still, I still am a firm believer that Dalvin Cook uh, and or Zadarius Smith will be used as capital for some move in the draft. I, I just, I have, a, I have a sneaking suspicion that one, if not both of them will be packaged up for us to, to make some moves in the draft. Now that might be just for additional picks. It could be to move up at a certain point. I'm not saying the first round, but maybe, uh, maybe it's to move into the second round because there's a guy we really love uh, there, potentially a quarterback maybe that falls. So I, I I would be surprised to see Dalvin Cook on the Vikings next year. I think that he yeah. will probably not be on the roster. It's just in what fashion he becomes not on the roster. You know, is it going to be via trade? Is it going to be... Uh, you know, maybe I just, I don't see a scenario where he gets cut. And I say that because I just think there's too much value there. We could get something like the Vikings will, I don't think the Vikings are going to be in a position where they're, they're literally going to get nothing for Dalvin cook. Like someone will give us something. It's just a matter of, do we think it's enough? Um, you know, that's, that's whatever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't think he plays for us, uh, next year, but I do think, and we'll find out in just a few short weeks uh, that he could be used as, again, some uh, capital for uh, for the draft. Yeah. Yep. I uh, I really don't see him playing in Minnesota. Um, I I'd be pretty surprised. Here's the thing, Tony. I I think it is just the Vikings and Dalvin trying to up his trade value a little bit. Um, Dalvin Cook posting to his Instagram something along the lines of uh, he has the most yards of any running back since 2019 or something in the entire league. 
you know, trying to be like, hey, you know, I'm still pretty dang good over here. Come get me. <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, I think there's going to be something that happens. I think you're right. Uh, it could very well be a draft trade. But uh, maybe he gets released after June 1st um, because I think that's when his cap number, I think, maybe I have this wrong, but that's when I think his cap number goes down um, a little bit. So potentially then, maybe then he gets traded too. Who knows? But uh, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be pretty surprised if Dalvin is on the starting roster, and I, I'd be even more surprised, probably even more surprised if Zedarius is. Yeah, I mean, I I think I feel like for some reason I feel like Zedarius has a a higher chance to be on the the squad only because of the pure fact that uh, you know Flores might feel like he can get something out of Zedarius and reignite that spark. Um, whereas I feel like with with O'Connell. Uh, and Dalvin, we, we kind of know what we're going to get there. Like the offense isn't going to evolve as you know that much from last year. To, I'm, and I'm not saying we're not going to see new looks or they're not going to try new things. I just mean it's going to be generally sch- schematically the same. I just don't think we're going to see a, a major overhaul there. And and I think that they know what they're what they have in Dalvin too. Um, there's familiarity there. So uh, and not to say any of that's bad. It's just value over. Um, cost. Yeah. Well, there you go. And the last report that we have here, Tony, Darren Doogie Wolfson saying the Vikings are doing their due diligence. And I'm not even saying this is a huge deal. I mean, if you're not doing your due diligence on a player, then what the heck are you doing? Right. Um, (laughs) so Vikings are doing due diligence on Hendon Hooker, not trying to put Doogie down. He is a great, great reporter, uh, knows a lot of people in the league. Uh, love watching him on uh, score North and purple daily. So, but I'd love uh, to have him on the that show. Was his report. That's right. Yeah. Doogie, if you're listening, if you're watching skull, purple podcast at gmail.com, send us a, send us a line, send us a link, uh, send us a, a, a comment. So send us a Snapchat. That's right. (laughs) If you can Snapchat via email. (laughs) That's right. You can send me the personal snaps. Um, Just don't make it weird. (laughs) Come on now. Um, No, I, you know, look, like you mentioned, Carson, it's every team's going to do their due diligence. Every team is going to evaluate every player that could potentially fall into their lap or be there, you know, whatever pick that they're picking where they grade these guys because no team. Well, I mean, I should say every team, maybe minus the Browns, uh, but no, there's no team out there that should get caught flat footed where they just don't know the, the group of players that, you know, really sit at their, you know, wherever they're picking or, you know, whatever. So uh, the Vikings are obviously feeling confident that Hooker may be there. My, my, I guess my worry a little bit is that I'm hoping that they're not kicking the tires on Hooker for round one twenty three because I I think that I think that's that would be 
a reach. I think we would be reaching at 23. I don't have Hooker going in the first round for me. I think he should be a second round, uh, should be drafted in the second round personally. Um, I think if the Vikings are looking at it from a perspective of trading back um, and then accumulating a pick or two in the second round, um, then I'm then I'm okay with that. Actually, be honest with you, I I do I do like Hooker as a, a quarterback prospect uh, more than some others. I I guess I'd probably prefer DTR over over Hendon Hooker personally. Um, but but Hooker's not a bad. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just me, man. That's just me. Um, but, but, uh, you know, as a prospect, as a prospect, I don't mind him. I just don't like him in the first round. So, um, you know, if he's a second round pick, I'm, I'm cool with it. If he's a first round pick, I'm, I'm going to be pretty disappointed in that, in that selection, but you know, we'll see. And with the first pick of the 2023 NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers shock the world and pick Hendon Hooker. <laughs> That's right. Oh, well, hey, if they want to take Hendon Hooker, we'll take Bryce Young. So That's right. That's right. Um, here's the thing I'll say. I actually would put Hendon Hooker above Will Levis. I would have him rated as probably it's honestly kind of a coin flip for me with him and Richardson. Here's the thing I will say though. Richardson's potential is greater than Hendon hookers. I'd say just based on athleticism, uh, based on his arm. I don't know if you saw his throw he made on his pro day, 70, 70, 75 yard bomb. My gosh. Um, And then the athleticism, as I mentioned, but also, He's only 21 years old. Hendon Hooker's 25. Uh, Anthony Richardson, 21 years old. How would you like to have Kevin O'Connell get his his mitts on a prospect that young and literally have the opportunity to just mold him into whatever Kevin O'Connell can mold a quarterback into, hopefully a good one, Hall of Fame one, preferably. Kevin, are you listening? Kevin? Kevin? Are you there? Um but uh, yeah, that's, Hendon Hooker is like uh, would... like like Chris Winkie. Remember Chris Winkie who came out of uh, <laughs> came out? Where did he? He was Florida, wasn't he? Florida State was Chris Winkie. Got drafted by the Panthers, and uh, he went to college. Uh, he was he was like twenty eight years old or something like that. And I, I say oh, that God. and laugh, but I I don't think that number's that far off. 25, I mean, I, that doesn't bother me, Tony. I think the whole, um, there's there's some people that have been coming out lately and saying the whole Mickey Mouse scheme that Tennessee's running, that, get out of here with that. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that bad. He beat Alabama and he put up a ton of points on that defense. You can't tell me, oh, it's Mickey Mouse, like, Oh, you're telling me Nick Saban couldn't figure out that offense? Like, if it was that easy to figure out, oh, he's just throwing the ball to one side? Well, I guess we'll make sure to uh, put the defensive clamps on that one side. No, that didn't work. So I'm just saying let's let's put the brakes on, oh, well, Hooker can only do one or two things. No. I would much rather take him – 
over Will Levis. I think he has way more production than Will Levis and a better conference. Well, I guess Kentucky's technically the SEC, but they're probably one of the worst teams in the SEC. Um, Or at least, well, I shouldn't say that. Um, They actually aren't bad, but um, he's, (laughs) you know where I'm going. Um, I I, I think I'd go Bryce Young. Here's my quarterback ranking. I know we weren't supposed to do this, but uh, I guess it's my show. I can do it. Um, Why not? Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Hendon Hooker, Anthony Richardson. Crap. No, just kidding. Uh, then Will <laughs> Levis. <laughs> 50 feet of crap. No. Um, then Will Levis. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then after that, it gets pretty, pretty rough. Uh, I mean, Dorian Thompson Robinson's not bad, but I think he's got more Kellen Mond vibes than anything else. Um, I think he'll be better than Kellen Mond, but in that realm of like, probably more likely he won't work out than he will. But I do think he does have more potential than Kellen Mond did, obviously. But yeah, I'll let you speak. No, no, I would say, um, well, first of all, yeah, I, it just made me laugh when you said that, uh, what was it, uh, Anthony Richardson's 21, and then you said, well, and Hendon Hooker is, and I thought you were going to come off with it. He's 40 years old. Uh, but <laughs> no, it, the, uh, the age doesn't scare me as much with Hooker than the knee. The knee scares me a little bit because it's an ACL, and I, and I get that he's a quarterback, so it's less of a deal than let's say uh you know running back or receiver or pretty much almost any other position uh but still it is an ACL um and that that still worries me a little bit but not so much the age i think the age doesn't worry me too much i would say for my quarterback rankings if you wanted me to give mine i would say i'll go and we're going to match for some of these Bryce Young number 1 CJ Stroud number two, uh, and then three, Anthony Richardson at three. Uh, and then I am gonna go, and I, I hate to do this, but I'm gonna go Levis four and Hendon Hooker five. And I'm only going, this is how much I, and I'm kind of putting on the knee here minus so Sans ACL. I think he leapfrogs Levis. I think. Carson has left the it, chat. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> so. It's then it goes. Then after that, you're right. It, it probably goes like six would be DTR for me. After that, you're probably getting into like, um, you know, Max Duggan, you know, like or, or Duggar or whatever he is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can never remember what it is. Uh, Tanner McKee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you start getting, but those. Yeah, you start getting into guys that like if they work out, they're probably going to be like really good backups. I don't know if they'll be starter material necessarily, but uh, but that's just me. But but yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't I don't necessarily disagree. I think the Vikings will figure out what they need to do. My worry a little bit is that we could see a run on quarterbacks early, and then that's going to leave the Vikings staring down the barrel of some of these guys we just basically set our career backups and uh you know Kirk Cousins is not under contract after next year so I would love for us to get a guy 
Uh, I mean, so let's take away the fact that we're not going to get CJ Stroud. We're not going to get Bryce Young. So like those two, just forget about it. But the two guys I would say if they fell and I would be super excited about would be Anthony Richardson, number one. Number two would be probably be the guy we just talked about, Hooker. Yeah. Well, Tony, uh, like I said, I'm leaving the group chat. Uh, we'll catch you later. Um, <laughs> um, I want to focus on a couple of free agent positions that there still are some names. I won't say anything else. They're names. Um, but uh, there are a couple intriguing ones, mainly on the cornerback side that I'd like to talk to you about here and our audience, uh, both on YouTube and on Apple and Spotify. So the first rated, still available rated, uh, cornerback that is on the board is Rakia Sin from the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Colts traded him to the Raiders last offseason, and that was a part of the Yannick Ngakwe trade. And the write-up that PFF has on him here is he was a good fit in defensive coordinator Patrick Graham's man-heavy scheme. So, and he had a grade of 65.7 in coverage, which was 50th among corners, uh, among 118 corners, Tony. So he's in the top half of all corners, at least. Um, so there you go. But, uh, um, I'll throw a couple of names out at you, too. And uh, obviously, Marcus Peters' interception machine, also getting burned machine half the time. Uh, he was rated pretty much very similarly to Rocky Sin. A little bit older, though. Rocky Sin is going to be 27 soon. Peters is 30 already. Um, another name, Shaquille Griffin from the Jaguars. He's available. And... Bryce Callahan, at least this is all according to PFF. I think all these guys are available. Um, I guess we'll find out in the YouTube comment section when we find out that all these players are gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bryce Callahan, uh, this is the one that intrigues me because I believe he played slot corner for the Chargers last year, and he was actually pretty decent in the slot. Uh, 70th overall, he was better the first half of the season, I think. Um, but, uh, that is, that is Bryce Callahan for you. He is going to, um, he would be a good fit in the slot. I think he definitely would be an upgrade over last year and the year before that Mackenzie Alexander two years ago and Chandon Sullivan last year. There's no doubt about it. He would be an upgrade there. So Tony, any of those names pique your interest? Uh, I don't know. I, I think what's tough is that you're always going to be in a position of overspending when it comes to free agents. I, I think that unless there's a guy that we feel really good about that Flores says, you know, I think this guy's got some upside. I think this guy's got some ability that he, I can exploit, meaning, meaning Flores, and that maybe he kind of starts leaking out later into the summer meaning that, you know, the value starts to drop, right? Because we're still at peak time. You know, we're still at peak time right now where free agents are going to get pretty much what they're asking for with a little bit of wiggle room. But as we start getting deeper into the summer, 
and they're still out of work, um, you know, we might be in a better position for leverage. So I think if we're going to find any any guy out there that's going to make sense for our team right now, it's going to be somebody that, if any, are kind of the scraps, <laughs> uh, for lack of a better word, uh, as we head into the, the you know, camp and, and early part of the preseason. So I don't see the Vikings getting really aggressive with another free agent, but, but we, I, you know what? It wouldn't be, it would not surprise me if we did. Um, you know, I just, I mean, a guy like Marcus Peters kind of intrigues me. I just think it's going to be way, we're going to way overspend because we're going to pay for the name. We're going to pay for the recognition of people just knowing who he is. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it'd be worth it for the team right now, especially in the, the cap situation that we're in, which you already talked about. Yep. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's go ahead and give you a few more names here, Tony. We, uh, (laughs) so those are the corners. Those are the cornerbacks. Um, I, like I said, I think Callahan's the best fit. If some of these guys are still available, I would say, like you said, I, I agree. Um, I think if you can get some of these guys after the draft, because here's the thing. Again, the Vikings, as of right now, obviously I do think it will change, but as of right now, only five draft picks. You can't tell me you're going to be able to find the corners you want, the wide receiver you want to pair with Justin Jefferson, the potential future quarterback, um, depth on the defensive line, depth at linebacker, Depth maybe at running back if you trade Dalvin Cook. Are you going to be able to find all of those pieces with those five picks? So that's why I'm thinking, okay, maybe maybe they could go get another free agent corner, and maybe they could go get a free agent wide receiver. I'm more about the corner, though, um, and then maybe drafting another corner later on. Um, but I, I like Bryce Callahan in the slot. I'd say that'd be a good a good fit. For the Vikings, yeah. so. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's talk about wide receivers. Obviously, the name that everybody's talking about, Tony, the man, the myth, the legend, Odell Beckham Jr. OBJ. He obviously missed all the last season with a torn ACL, but he is the top wide receiver on the market right now. We get into some rough. Uh, rough older guys after that, but uh, your thoughts on OBJ? Um, is it going to happen? Are all the rumors OBJ to the Vikings finally going to come true? Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. However, I would be okay with it happening at the right price, which I know is probably the most no duh answer ever. But it really is one of those things where if we could somehow get him at like six to eight million, you know, maybe if on a one to two year deal, maybe a one year deal that we can kind of get out of after the first year if, if things don't go well, um, I'd be all for that. I, I would love it. Uh, the problem is I think he's probably going to look for either a team that's a little bit more Oh, we'll call it like a sure thing. You know, a team that's really, really like looking like a a blue chip contender next year. And I'm not saying the Vikings can't be a contender. I'm just saying that the Vikings are probably, in my estimation, 
somewhere in the realm of like a top 12 team next year, which again, isn't, that's not bad. That's not a bad place to be. Um, but I think OBJ is going to want like a, either a top five team in his, uh, in his opinion, or he's going to probably want somewhere in the like closer to 10, which is overpriced in my opinion. So wouldn't want him at 10 would take him somewhere in six to eight. As long as we figured out the cap. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I'll tell you a few of these other ones, Jarvis Landry, um, Julio Jones, uh, 34-year-old Julio Jones, 30-year-old Jarvis yeah. Landry, 25-year-old uh, Alameda Zacchaeus. I believe that's how you say that. I uh, apologize if it's not. Uh, and then Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, I don't even want to talk about Randall Cobb. Um, no, so. he signed. <laughs> he signed. Oh, he did. Marvin. Yeah, Marvin Jones is going back to the Lions. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah. Well, boy, yeah. I hope we, uh, I hope not all these guys signed uh, because, uh, boy, that's. Yeah, and Julio Jones, Julio Jones is going back to Father Time. No, uh, no, he's not signed. Um, <laughs> uh, I think uh, the only other one I can think of that you may not have mentioned was Robbie Anderson, I believe, is also a free agent. Um, the chosen one, Anderson. Yeah, chosen which, one. Anderson. Know, he's the, the the third island boy. Um, yeah, I, okay. no, I don't. I don't think anybody really cares about Robbie Anderson, but he's technically, uh, I believe, out there. Um, Who showed some promise? I mean, he showed some promise and uh, in New York. You know, when he was with the Jets, and then obviously he went to Carolina, and boy, it didn't look good there. Granted, nothing really looked good in that Carolina offense. So hard to say. And then he went to uh, Arizona last year. Certainly things didn't seem to work out well there either. So Robbie Anderson might be finding himself out of the league here and not too long, but somebody will kick the tires on him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the only, I mean, if Zacchaeus is still a free agent, I'm somewhat interested, but mainly OBJ uh, or Jarvis Landry, I'd say OBJ, Mainly, um, even though OBJ and yeah. Jarvis Landry, they have had their fair share of injury issues throughout their career. So, yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at with them. I'm not in love with either one. Now, if this was prime OBJ, sign me up and he would have been off the free agent market already, probably to the Bears or somebody else. But, um, yeah, it's not prime OBJ anymore. He's uh, 30 years old. Coming off an ACL, so yeah. I, well, uh, I can tell you, I I have almost zero interest in Landry because, as I mean, for the Vikings, that is because Landry has basically turned into a possession receiver, and uh, I mean, he's 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 about what we were getting out of Adam Thielen, and and clearly we were ready to move on from that situation. Right. Yeah. So you're you're basically saying he'd replace Thielen. I I would say though. OBJ's probably still got a, a little bit more speed in the tank. Uh, yeah, agreed. To, agreed. Compared to Adam Thielen at this point, which uh, I don't think is saying much, but uh, sorry, Adam. It's a little uh, We appreciate your time here. Uh, we love you, Adam. Carol. Come on the show, but you're slow. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, man. But, 
Yeah, well, Tony, I think that's going to pretty well wrap things up for this show. Man, time is flying. Uh, we've talked a lot. I know it's not our normal 90-minute episode, but don't really have a whole lot of content. I think we do have some more things we want to talk about here in the next couple of weeks before the draft. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit of the oh, yeah. top three Vikings free agent signings ever. Also, maybe some of the top trade uh, trades in Vikings history, some things like that. Um, so, uh, make sure to be paying attention to our podcast feed and the Skull Purple Podcast YouTube channel for more on that. But, uh, yeah, new logo coming out on Monday, new brand, uh, new look coming out on Monday. So, looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to uh, this weekend um, as well for Easter. Um, Tony. Thank you for joining. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, looking forward to being with you again next week. And as always, Skull. Skull.